0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Current events, local, world news, and trending, Monday, March the 15th at 8.30 p.m. Thank you for joining me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How is everybody doing this fine Monday evening, March the 15th? Now, there's a couple stories on here um, that I wanted to, uh, to talk about. In this particular one, I wanted to uh, start with first. Now, some residents of a Toronto apartment they were given a 24 hour notice to permanently vacate their apartments due to lethal levels of carbon monoxide. In a 24 hours, nine people are homeless, says the building resident after discovering units built illegally. These are residents of this West End apartment building who were recently told their units above an auto repair shop were built illegally. Now are being left out in the cold after they were ordered to vacate, to vacate their units within 24 hours on Thursday evening, after lethal levels of carbon monoxide were detected in their building. So the Toronto fire was called to the building on Bloor Street West around 1 a.m. on Wednesday after a residence carbon monoxide detector went off. That unit and the building's three others were inspected. Residents said the building was evacuated and they were made to wait in a bus provided for them for more than two hours while the fire department tested for carbon monoxide. When they completed their investigation, they found carbon monoxide levels of 66 parts per million in one of the resident's units. That's pretty deadly. Following several visits from city inspectors and fire crews later Wednesday morning, residents were told their units were deemed unsafe. And on Thursday, they were told they had to, they had 24 hours to vacate their homes, which the city said should never have been occupied in the first place. You know, how are these units even built above an auto repair shop without anybody knowing what was going on? And then be able to rent them out to unsuspected individuals. So, in the twenty four hours, nine people are homeless. This individual. Whose self installed detector went off Wednesday and prompted the inspectors. He said none of the four detectors that the landlords had installed had gone off. He said the firefighter told him that the landlord's carbon monoxide detectors were likely installed way too high to be effective. And on Wednesday, his carbon monoxide detector went off again and this time The Toronto Fire checked the garage below, and they found carbon monoxide levels 100 parts per million, a uh, a potentially lethal level. This resident said the fire prevention inspector told him that the carbon monoxide detector he had purchased likely saved a lot of lives that day. Now, of course, all these these residents here, they, they are all frustrated. No accommodations from the landlord. Residents of the building said landlord and property manager. The big name developer, I won't say who they are. Also known as, sorry, I can't say who they are, is refusing to help them. This resident says she feels distraught and frustrated at the abruptness of the eviction. She goes on to say that the city notice telling them to vacate was posted to tenants doors at 6 p.m. on Thursday. The City of Toronto has hereby ordered that the second floor units located at at uh, Bluer Street West must be vacated no later than a left 11.59pm on March 12, 2021, the notice reads, that gave residents just over 24 hours to leave. Kindly consider this letter to be formal notice that your tenancy has been terminated and you must vacate the property. Also, the notice indicated that as of Saturday, access to the units would be strictly prohibited although residents said they were allowed to access the units to collect their belongings. We're all very stressed and overwhelmed. There's nowhere for us to stay anywhere at last minute during a pandemic, this one tenant said. This tenant said he reached out to the building's landlord and representatives and asked what kind of accommodations they were providing the residents in terms of hotels, movers, food, and more. They said, here's your last month's rent. That's it. They said, we will not be offering you any support in this situation. Oh, well, we're, we're happy to uh, take your rent. We're happy to put you in a in an illegal uh, an apartment. But if something happens, you're lucky to get your last month's rent, and there's no more assistance for you. So imagine that. This is when you reach out and you and you uh, call a landlord tenant lawyer who deals with dirt bags, such as these landlords. The city said it understands it could be challenging for tenants to be asked to leave their homes in such a short period of time. However, given the serious life safety issues at this location, it was imperative that the residents not remain there. In a statement, the city also said it gave the tenants uh, resources to help them find housing, but the one tenant said, it's not enough. See, this is why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to also have tenants insurance, to make sure that if something like this, or even a fire or floods in your apartment, anything that tenants insurance will cover you and help you. Now these apartments constructed without building permit, says the city of Toronto. Residents says there were many issues in the building leading up to the incident, including smelling fumes from the garage downstairs and leaky pipes. They said the landlord said they would look into their complaints, but they never did. Now in a statement to the CBC Toronto, a spokesperson for the City of Toronto said that while building permits were issued for the repair garage on the ground level, the apartments were constructed without a building permit. For life safety reasons, the building code strictly prohibits residential units in a building that is used for auto repairs and painting. Now, do you think the property owners of that building knew that? I'm pretty sure that they did. A city notice issued to this company, it was obtained by CBC Toronto, also ordered the property manager to immediately prohibit use of the auto repair garage until residential use has been eliminated as required. Many residents said they were shocked to discover that it was illegal to occupy a unit situated above an auto repair shop, but they said it was their landlord's job to inform them. Now it's probably the owner of the the auto repair shop. Stuck in to inform them that it's illegal. The tenant said she reached out to the Ontario's landlord and tenant board about the situation and was told that the residence leases may have been fraudulent. See, this is why, you know, you hire a lawyer and you go after people like this and not just getting your last month's rent back, but all of your rent back. Now, if you lived there for a year, you lived there for six months, you know, rent in Toronto is not cheap. But I'd be certainly looking into something like that and I'd be making sure that I'm gonna be getting all of my money back. And where's the consideration? Where's the compassion? A building resident and single mother of two said it was one of their daughters that first learned they were being told to leave. She was visibly upset. It's been a challenging year for so many for other reasons. Well, we got a pandemic going on. Job losses going on, shutdowns going on, lockdowns going on. To have housing insecurity be top of their mind. That's not what she should be thinking about. The tenant also said moving during a pandemic is not something everyone can do. The assumption that we have a place to go in COVID, you can't make those assumptions. The residents of this Bluer Street building wrote a letter to this uh representative of, of this uh rentals outlining their frustration and telling them uh uh telling them have continually failed to protect them. This is a demonstrative of the unsafe conditions we have experienced here, they said of the incident. When the tenants received notice that they were to vacate the units, they said that the landlord did not respond to their calls. When they finally got through and asked for financial coverage for relocation, temporary housing and food, they proceeded to decline support. This tenant did not immediately respond to to the interview. I'm sorry, not a tenant, but a representative of this company did not respond to the interview request from the CBC Toronto. For this one tenant, she says she's very thankful that no one was hurt. But that more needs to be done about the panicky situation these residents now face. Where's the consideration and where is the compassionate? And how did these people get away with renting this place out to begin with. That's just appalling, ladies and gentlemen. That's just appalling and just really upsetting. I hope all these tenants of this building, I hope they all get together and they take legal action against the property owners and uh, be sure to uh, get all their money back and not just their last month's rent. Now, of course I did a show earlier today um, talking uh, about mental health in the trucking industry. And you know, working women uh, uh, report poor mental health with stress higher among among working mothers. The working women uh, report poor mental health with distress higher among working men, working mothers. Mental health concerns are on the rise among Canada's working women one year into the pandemic. Particularly among mothers, according to the new survey by the Prosperity Project in the CIBC released on Monday. And the poll was conducted by Polaris Statistics Insights. It was found women were much more likely than men to experience feelings of stress. Anxiety and depression. With the findings worse for working mothers. More than half of working mothers reported feeling stressed. While 47% felt anxious and 43% felt depressed. The survey found. Working moms worried about their children's safety and helping them with schoolwork and felt guilty about not spending enough time with them, the poll found. So during the second wave of the pandemic, the survey found women were more likely to consider quitting their jobs, asking for reduced working hours, or taking a position with different working conditions. Many working mothers are feeling trapped. They don't see a way out, so they often end up having having to sacrifice their careers. While the poll suggests that uh, the pandemic may be taking the biggest mental health toll on working moms, it appeared. Rationalized working mothers Maybe worse off. Now among women who identified as visible minorities, 41% said they believe that women are less likely to be considered for jobs after the pandemic compared to 29% of white women. Overall, 44% of women said they worry they will face an economic recession and the lack of job prospects once the pandemic is over. While there's going to be some sort of recession, we're kind of like in a, in a recession, this could almost be a depression. Through our second lockdown and they're already saying that Ontario is in a third wave of this pandemic. That'd be another story to talk about another day. Child care will improve women's employment, Jeffrey said. It will improve their mental health. It will improve their family flexibility for women and men. This is absolutely needs to happen. Well, the jobs have to be there, first of all, right? To have childcare so they have to be working. Then they have to get the supports for childcare too while they're out looking for work if they're not working. Meanwhile, That the the, uh, pandemic's impact on mental health has clearly worsened since a poll last August. Worse still, many women expect the levels of anxiety, stress, and depression to increase if the pandemic were to continue for another three months. And unfortunately, that's exactly this pandemic isn't going to be over in three more months. The Prosperity Project is a non-for-profit organization launched in May, 2020, with the aim of ensuring Canadian women are not left behind in the COVID-19 recovery. Its partner organizations include Enterprise Canada, CIBC, and Polora. This poll was conducted between January 26 and February 1st and included a thousand and three adult Canadians. But not only this, too, I mean, um, working in the retail, working in the food service, bars or restaurants, working in the office. working anywhere because you know all these shutdowns and all the non-essential workers were all or are, are all out of work are getting very um, you know very low hours to none. So our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. I gotta find the story here um, real quick because... Actually, I found it here quicker than when I actually... Wanted to find it here. Now he's talking about, um, you know, that, um, women shouldn't be in the situation to be, um, you know, left behind. Um, moving forward and um, being able to find you know, employment retraining any or any or all of the uh, supports that um, should be available and it's got to be really tough too because i mean they're juggling not just you know working or or potentially being left out of work but juggling the home life you know especially when the kids um were out of school doing this online working uh, online schooling and potentially in, in situations where you know working moms are also doing uh, work from home, and just balancing, just doing that balancing act of making sure the kids are are online doing their work, they have their job to do, getting them their lunch, you know, breakfast in the morning before everything gets going. You know, it's just really hectic. I mean, that's the toughest job in the world, This being a mother. Now, if I can find this thing on here, because I looked at it just like, not even five minutes ago. And uh, what our Prime Minister was talking about. Now. Yeah, it's up here a little bit far, but a little bit further. But wow, well, that's uh, it's unfortunate that I can't find that article. Because it does, it does coincide with what I was talking about here. Well, you know, with this other article here too, with this pandemic and the job losses, you know, threatened to, um, leave women behind, um, and not just, um, not just working moms um, in the hospitality as well during this lockdown a lot of uh, places obviously closed Um, hotels didn't need all the staff some of them are not returning to their jobs because there just isn't any work and we're a year into this pandemic And women, especially ones who weren't earning much to begin with, are bearing the brunt of job losses as they made up a majority of the workforce in the hard hit sectors like hospitality, retail, and food. Nearly 100,000 working age Canadian women have completely left the workforce since the the uh, pandemic started, which means they aren't even trying to get a job anymore. The figure for men is, is more um, 10 times smaller, a sign that on the whole, they are not feeling quite so gloomy about their prospects for males. And while some parts of the economy are reopening, you know, the public facing high contact jobs, like those in the hotel industry are still languishing or even at the very least trying to change the way they operate on the fly. That often means running with fewer staff and the longer that goes on, the more likely it is for those jobs to be gone forever. In the restaurant industry too, you know, people, I mean, there's restaurant owners out there have more than one and then, and you know before this pandemic everything was all great. Students were working all the time, and um, in the hospitality, whether it's restaurant or whatever the case in the in, in the retail and the food, um, if you haven't noticed, it's a lot of women, more women than men, working in these in these jobs. A structural change, for some, it's, you know, for most, it's been a a full year without a job, while this lady, she is hoping to go back once the hospitality sector opens up, she doesn't know when it'll happen, or if she will manage to get her old job back once the sector recovers. you know, the the hotel chains and stuff like that, they just might just revamp the way they operate altogether. You know, she's worked there at this place for 11 years and only received eight weeks worth of severance. She says you were told that was the maximum employees can get with the pandemic. I mean, where did they come up with this crap? See, that's why you have to call, you know, an employment lawyer. She only got two months of severance pay. Should go she should go on the severance pay calculator and see how much money she should have gotten paid. I hope somebody out there have also, you know, obviously in her situation, I hope somebody has reached out to her and say, no, you need to get a lawyer. You know, um, I am gonna hold a, a an episode on on the workers' rights and employers' rights and severance pay. And, um, yeah, that'll be coming, uh, coming very soon, um, to be doing an episode about that as well. Uh, because that's just, uh, that just doesn't sound right. That's my opinion. You no, know, she's, she's still holding out hope she'll be able to get her job back once vaccines are distributed and things return to normal. She's fifty years, she's 54 and she's taking things one day at a time and is hoping not to have to switch careers at her age. You know, the change of job at this point would mean a pay cut from about $27 an hour to something closer to the minimum wage of $15 an hour. And that's not enough to live on and she lives in Vancouver. One of the most expensive places to live here in Canada. And with the uneven recovery, it's not just different industries being hit unevenly either. The report shows that the job losses are worse for members of certain demographic groups. Mothers, visible minorities, young people and new immigrants are all Disproportionately impacted. Now, this associated uh, professor who studies inclusion in the workplace, she worries career interruptions, like the ones we're seeing now might signal to employers that women are less committed, she says that can have uh, repercussions on a company's willingness to spend money on retraining. And I'm sure companies are going to look at at it and say, well, this is a, this, you know, was a, a, a pandemic, it's not their fault that they were out of work keep going in and out of lockdowns. You know, coming out of this pandemic, there might also be a tendency for companies to tighten the purse strings in general. There might be issues with understaffing, asking people to do more with fewer people as a way to cut costs because they're gonna try to recover as much money as they possibly can, ladies and gentlemen. To get everybody, you know, hired back into the hotel and no guests are coming in or in the hospitality and the restaurants and bars, in the clothing stores, a long-term issue almost a year since the initial lockdown, a a sizable number of Canadian women are at risk of their skills, atrocity that could be changes underway that are more structural in nature that are going to be more long lasting. Economics even have a name for it. They call it the scaring effect that says some of the skills you have diminish when you're not using them. The longer you're out, the harder it is for sometimes to get back into those networks to hear this place is happening or these other jobs that are are in demand so it gets really difficult ladies and gentlemen you know when it comes to you know the mental health of everybody Including working mothers where they have their children, they're single, divorced, or whatever the case may be. For some, they don't have that better half. who's going to take up the slack. They have to juggle this pandemic and their kids all at the same time. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen for joining me this evening. I will be, be I will be back out um, Friday, this Friday coming. Unless something really interesting pops up and I got to get out there and I got to talk about it because there's always something there, but it'll be Friday at, um, 9 PM. So I hope you can join me for the upcoming episodes here on the Truckers podcast where everyone is welcome. And will we always social distance? This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Have a safe week, everybody. Take care, and thank you.